Hey, we're back. Back at it again. Another episode on God's Children Podcast on the same day, too. You can't stop me. I'm unstoppable. I'm out of control. Okay. Nah, but I'm just feeling really inspired. And I just want to, like, sit down and really talk. Like, I've just, I don't know. I'm in a good mood. Like, kind of lit. Um, Yeah. And, okay, so I have a really bad habit of putting the microphone, like, on. You see that? I just did it again. But on my mouth, like, way too close to my mouth. So I'm just going to try to, like, practice to put it more farther. Sorry if I accidentally give you like some ear rape i'm so sorry but today we're gonna talk about a very personal very deep very sad i might cry to be honest i might um topic which is loneliness and i feel like this is very um personal now because for every single one on this everybody on this earth because we've all we've all gone through loneliness first of all but also because the pandemic and the lockdowns and the restrictions and everything we've all experienced a level of loneliness for some deeper than others and for some not so bad but still there and i just wanted to talk about that because i have definitely a lot of experience when it comes to loneliness Because I felt that way for a good chunk of my life. I would say 90% of my life I felt lonely. And that all stems from childhood trauma. So excited. Okay, just a heads up before we start and before I continue to ramble. Today's video might be very sad and depressing. It's not going to be... Oh, that's my alarm. My daily... um alarm to remind myself to read my bible and to pray but um yeah this episode might not be the most um fun one to listen to it's gonna be serious at times but it's important to talk about because i i'm genuinely like concerned about this because i know so many people deal with this and it's not okay it's not okay to suffer in silence in, in silence and i'm just ready to air my feelings and my testimony about this because i know i'm not alone and like who cares i'm i don't really deal with loneliness now not to the degree i used to so i'm i guess you could say i'm recover i'm a recovered lonely person i'm not i'm saying it like it sounds like it's like a mental illness it's not it's not a mental illness but yeah and hopefully through my discussion I can touch someone out there and I can help someone and I can make someone feel less alone and help them understand our feelings. So, I've been lonely for a lot of my life. I felt lonely for a lot of my life, even when I was surrounded by people. I've dealt with crippling and destructive loneliness. Loneliness is the point where you feel like all you can do is um, stay in your room with the lights off and you feel like you're drowning, and you don't know why, and you want to get out and talk to people, but you feel paralyzed, and you feel like you can't, and that's very overwhelming, and it's something you can't even do anything about it, and something that you can't really truly escape sometimes, because your loneliness is not just something that you can't control, your loneliness, your loneliness isn't defined by you, but by your surroundings, and the people that surround you, if you know what I mean. 
Like, you can be with people and still feel lonely. And I don't think that's your fault. I don't think that's my fault. I think that's the people around you. And I'll get into that later. But, like I said, I've struggled with loneliness ever since I was young. Um, I moved here in Canada. Okay, when I came to Canada, I lived in close to Vanier, which is in Ottawa. Um, and it's a, peri- it's, a, it's a pretty rural neighborhood. Um, it's a neighborhood. I mean, not a neighborhood, but it's a city. Is that a city? I don't know. It's an area full of immigrants. If you if you're an immigrant in Canada, in Ottawa specifically, then we you've probably lived there. We all go through that stage of living close to Vanier, just with a bunch of immigrants, and it's it's a very dynamic place. It's busy, is diverse, immen- immensely diverse. And for, like, a good two years, I went to a school, a mentor school called Serata Marion, and it was a really nice school. I loved it there. Honestly, like, the best times of my young life. And um, I met some really cool people there. I met a lot. I had a lot of good friends, and it was great. It was fine. I think for, honestly, two years straight, I did not have one white friend. And not that it matters, but it's just a to point out the diversity and how it was normal to like I don't know it was just great to just see people that look like you and to be able to talk to people and for them to relate to your story as an immigrant themselves it was just I was loving it was great and then I truly was introduced to loneliness when I moved to Canada Canada whatever and I moved to a really suburban white neighborhood and I went to a really pretty suburban public school it was still pretty diverse but that wasn't the problem the problem was that I was a stranger and I was different physically and I think to a certain extent emotionally it may be mentally I don't freaking know and I got picked on a lot I got bullied and I think when people think of bullying it's like those freaking stupid (laughs) pca videos where it's like (laughs) don't bully it hurts people like no yeah no duh it does okay but no no no. i don't mean that i mean like it was like mean kids are ruthless it wasn't even unprovoked too unprovoked bullying bullying i was just minding my business a young girl straight off the boat okay you know still fresh new in canada trying to just get by unprovoked why are you calling me fat what did i do to deserve that why are you calling me stupid just because i'm not speaking just because i'm shy because i'm quiet because i'm in an environment that i'm not familiar with you know why am i getting picked on why am i getting hit why did that why do those group of girls push me and then beat me up just situations like that and i also it wasn't just coming from friends no we're not friends but other students but it was coming from teachers I felt like no one understood me I felt like no one was sticking out for me um I I, oh my gosh this is uh this is really sad but I remember this one time uh during recess uh, I just I was just alone and I was crying (laughs) alone in the freaking yard or whatever and then I walked into my second my class I was this is in the second grade and my I was just 
my eyes were bloodshot red because I was crying and I you could see the tears and my teacher asked me what's wrong and in the sweetest voice too but I just remember literally like yelling and saying like I'm not happy here people are bullying me people are hurting me I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not doing anything I didn't ask to move here I didn't want to be here and I just I remember kind of going off like that and then I did that in front of the whole entire class and um the class kind of just stared at me like what the heck is wrong with her and the teacher also just didn't know what to say and I don't blame her um but after that there was no follow-up there was no obviously this is a student that's distressed that's dealing with a lot let's reach out to her there was none of that and um I think that just increased my loneliness and made me feel like no one was looking out for me I was disconnected with students people my age and people that were supposed to protect me were not there for me so yeah I just (laughs) from like a young age I was dealing with like suicidal thoughts and like just depression and just like being alone a lot of the times and yeah and that only progressively grew I think there were seasons and periods period of my um development that the loneliness didn't feel as saturated they didn't they didn't it didn't feel as pressed because I was maybe maybe had a fleeting friendship um maybe I obsessed over a guy and that kind of um shadowed my loneliness I think I a lot of my male pursuit and male validation did stem from a place of loneliness and emptiness and a lot of my peer validation was stem from just being bullied and just wanting to be accepted and just, and just wanting to be like everyone else so that's that <laughs> and then yeah just I don't want to act like, as if I didn't have friends I did but I, even with friends it it felt like I was just still disconnected and I felt I was just different and I felt still alone and I can't explain that and I don't want to blame them because Although I was bullied and those people suck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, I forgive them, Lord. Please don't. <laughs> but no. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't blame any of my friends at the time. Like, how could they know? I was pretty good at hiding my, like, depression and um, social anxiety. So no one really knew. Except for, like, yeah, no one knew. So then that happened. And then 7th and 8th grade was, like, the, f- the first seventh grade was like the first year ever that I had like a group of friends that I can actually like call a group um they were really really okay we were really super close and we we just had a great time together we laughed together we joked around with each other and we I really grew friendships with those people and I do value those periods those times in my life because that's when I felt the less that's when I felt less lonely I think that's the before now, before now as a Christian, um, I think that's when I felt the the less lonely ever in my whole entire life, in the 7th and 8th grade, because I felt like I had people that I could actually rely on, and I made a, a very valuable friendship during that time, which is Lakshmi, so I can't hate that, I can't deny that, and I also met great people that I still know, not super close to anymore now, but I still know and I can still talk to and catch up with as if nothing, as if we just saw each other again in the eighth grade, um, in the eighth grade schoolyard. 
which I love that. I appreciate that a lot. I'm thankful for them. So 7th and 8th grade was great. Fantastic. Yeah, I dealt with my own little fair share of stupid dramas and probably little dips of depression and anxiety there. But for most of for most of it, when I think of 7th and 8th grade, those were good years. And I feel like a lot of people can't relate to that. And I just don't, I can't relate to them too. Because it's like, bro, I loved middle school. Middle school was great. I wish I could, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I was going to say I wish I could be there again. No, I'm good. I'm quite content. Um, so things were good. <laughs> things were great. And I was like, let this be it for the rest of my life. No, no, I had to go to high school. And I'm telling you, bro, I'm telling you. High school is a joke. It's a joke. It's a prank. It's a prank. If you're in eighth grade right now, drop out while you can. Run while you can. Don't do it. I'm kidding. No, obviously, go to high school. Education is important. But wow. Wow. I'm graduating um, this year, period. And I got accepted into U Ottawa. If y'all didn't know, it's a university in Ottawa. I got accepted. Early acceptance squad. But I'm so happy I'm graduating. I'm so happy I'm leaving this stupid building. I will, n- I can rejoice in that. I'm so thankful. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. No, because high school screwed me over. What a terrible, terrible time. Um, ninth grade, the first day of ninth grade, I had cried in the car. My mom drove me to school. <laughs> now that I kind of think about it, this is kind of funny, but in the moment, it really wasn't. She drove me to school. She wasn't, she parked in the parking lot and then she turned around. She looked at me and she's like, you're a big girl now. You're going to walk to the doors by yourself. And as soon as she said that, I broke into tears. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. I broke into tears and had a whole breakdown in the car. So, oh my gosh. But now this is, so my mom had to walk with me to the like doors of the school because I cannot do it on my own. I was like, I can't do this because also consider that the school was pretty pretty big compared to my elementary school and it was also full of suburban white kids okay I was terrified (laughs) okay no um no but for real like I went to pretty um diverse uh elementary school small pretty small diverse elementary public school so imagine going to from to that from that to a white catholic school a big white catholic school honey i was not ready um it was scary at the time and now yeah at the time it was scary and it was just a, such a huge change of events and i was not mentally physically emotionally spiritually ready for the torment that was ahead um so first day of school cried before school even started and then I cried again after school started I mean yeah and that crying did not end until like this year (laughs) four consecutively four consecutive four consecutive years I'm on a streak guys uh so I just I need to stop making jokes but I just I have to because if I don't joke around I'm gonna cry so high school was a joke I had a really hard time making friends and just connecting with people and I don't even blame uh, the the people and the okay well I kind of just partially just because they were I feel like they were very clicky they were very very clicky um a lot of them also went to middle school together and like elementary together they like practically grew up together because they the catholic 
school board or whatever is very close-knit like you know almost everyone in there and I was I went to public school my whole entire life so entering that it was very different I just didn't know where to go I didn't know where to fit in I didn't fit in I'm, a, I'm surrounded by a bunch of white suburban suburban people and I'm this black girl like yo I do not blend in at all so the same pattern of just like um of not fitting in and um being having a hard time just connecting with people and making friends and the worst part is I felt like everyone around me was connecting with people and making friends fairly quickly I know I came to school with other friends a lot a lot of them I'm not friends with them anymore but I came to school with people that I also knew from my elementary public school and they made friends really quickly including one of my best friends too but I didn't and I tried to make friends with them with their friends but it was not working out it felt like it was just forced and it didn't come naturally so I just went into a cycle of just blaming myself just blaming who I am and wondering what was wrong with me why can I not connect with people why was I always the odd one out I didn't understand so doing that drove me into deeper loneliness and I spent a lot of times at home by myself crying or eating or doing something else and a lot of the times I just didn't feel like I belong I belonged and I didn't feel like I had friends even though I kind of did but I still feel like I didn't and I was just depressed a lot and just had bad anxiety like and I didn't show it I really didn't people would not know because I didn't show it I didn't talk about it um because I just thought that if people knew they would either just be have pity over me and be my friend because they felt bad for me which is like I don't need that no thank you or I felt like they would think I'm even weirder for that and they would just would slowly tear away from me because honestly at school I was I was amongst the people that I was around with that I considered quote-unquote friends but really weren't they saw me as a pretty positive person which is so ironic but they saw me as a pretty positive person an optimistic person which I was really optimistic so I can't I that's the only reason why I I lived throughout those years because I always kept on telling myself that it was going to get better and it did so I mean I guess I guess it all worked out but I was a really optimistic um positive person around people so they would never know that I was depressed and dealing with all these really serious issues and uh I was scared that if I expressed that then they would it would just ruin their image of me and then I felt like okay that's the that's the only reason why they like me that's the only reason why they want to be friends with me so I'm going to keep on keep on showing that but then go home and cry and just feel incredibly lonely and it was also just like the lack of just consideration for my existence (laughs) that sounds so bad but no that's really what it was it was the lack of reaching out the lack of inviting me places the lack of including me the lack of just thinking about me and it just can't it just validated my loneliness it validated my issues in my self-image that I was worthless that I was terrible that I sucked that was annoying so all of these issues piled up together led me to have really bad social anxiety and no one knew and I denied it a lot but it, it was that 
had a hard time speaking to people i had a hard time making friends and um because i already had these self-deprecating images of myself so it was hard to um express myself in a it was hard to put myself out there to be able to make friends because i already i already felt like i was unvaluable if you know what i mean and uh, I would just have massive, massive panic attacks in public. I remember when I got my job, that was like the first good thing that happened to me in a while. And um, that kind of helped break me out of my bubble. It kind of helped to reach out to people and to make new connections. Because I actually got along with my coworkers really well. And that was actually good. So like that was great. Um, but when I got my first job, just walking, it was in the mall, which is the worst place ever for, with someone that has social anxiety. Just walking um, in the halls, walking in the halls, walking in the alley to get to the little store. That was so hard for me every time because I felt like everyone was judging me and I felt like everyone was staring at me. And I would just, I would walk and I would walk fast so I can get there so I didn't have to deal with this this the feeling of being stared and judged and i would walk fast so i was already kind of out of breath because of that and then i would breathe heavily and my heart would stop pounding and i i would feel like i would cry at any moment so that just made it worse and you know what's so funny i just remembered this it's not funny but it is now um one time in i think the fourth grade i was in the changing room with uh a person that i used to be friends with and i literally i told her verbatim that I always feel like I'm being judged and I always feel like I'm being looked at like and I was talking about a youtuber and and I was like yeah he said that and I was like that's exactly how I feel and then she goes honey you're just insecure and I was like <laughs> how dare you but she was she was right she was right I was I was insecure but wait where was I oh yeah so still Although I had gotten this new job and it was like the first good thing that had happened to me in a while, um, I was still dealing with loneliness and just just trying so hard to have people like me, but then always feeling so empty. It's like I was always trying so hard for, to get validation, but I always felt so empty. And obviously, that's that's when that, that's what's gonna happen when you search for your validation in other people. Because other people are inconsistent. Other people are also dealing with their own issues and all, and their own traumas. And I don't personally think that just because they didn't invite me places or just because they didn't reach out to me is because now, thinking about it now, they didn't care about me. But because they were probably dealing with their own issues. But in the moment, at the time, that's what I saw it as. I was unseen. And because I was unseen, I, and because I was unseen to the people that I wanted validation from, I didn't matter. I did not deserve to exist and so that um furthermore made my depression worse my anxiety worse suicidal thoughts were just all the time and I don't know every single I don't remember every single detail of these years of my life I'm sure that there were some good moments but I for most part there were just a lot of bad and a lot of, a lot of bad ones so um let's let's get a little more like um now like now because i'm talking about the past and high school and no, no, no. let's talk about the now so the pandemic when that happened 
I was kind of relieved <laughs> because I was I had I was dealing with loneliness and just being so left out for so long that when this pandemic hit and we all went into quarantine I was like I'm not the only one staying home 24 7 we're all going through this so I feel kind of less alone like and that's kind of messed up when you think about it because it's like uh anyways but I was like I I have I'm home and everyone's home so I feel like I'm not missing out anything and I feel less alone because everyone also is alone <gasps> that's that's so messed up then I think about it but also I don't this is this is one thing that just gets on my nerves on the way that I used to think I didn't know that people were not alone and you know why I didn't know because they didn't tell me and you know why people didn't know I was alone because I didn't say anything I didn't reach out for help and I don't want to blame myself because it's hard like in in the moment it's very more complex and it's harder than it seems but we don't talk about this we don't talk about feeling alone we really don't we we post these pictures and videos of us um with our friends and doing these things but we we deal with a lot of loneliness as a people as a human race it's just a fact it will happen it will come and go but we deal with it but we don't talk about it i never hear anyone talking about it especially people my age for some reason so yeah i i i was alone yeah okay and um one thing that made it even worse was that now that we were all at home um and i wasn't getting any um reaching out i wasn't getting like any real hey how are you what's up let's talk let's facetime whatever that would happen sometimes but a lot of the times it wouldn't that got me to question more if people even cared about me now that we're at home we have all this time in the world why are people even reaching out to me this is like shouldn't they do this the most and see that's kind of selfish too you see i see it <sighs> although i did go through a lot of pain and although i was suffering a lot i I was selfish dude like I can't even deny that like it was a lot of me like it was a lot of it was a lot of me you know and it wasn't a, a lot of others and it wasn't a lot of considerations for others and for what they were going through and for what they was happening in their lives now if I felt that way then I would have either reached out to help been vocal about it or I would have tried to talk to one of my other friends and ask them how they feel and how they're going because I don't know just I was just very selfish back then I guess now I think about it and I was very concerned with myself which I get it's understandable because I was going through a lot but anyways yeah pandemic loneliness blah 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 but then eventually I gave my life to Christ and things got better I stopped seeing my identity in others but in Christ and that's really truly and honestly what freed me i can't express in words how why do i sound like that i'm so like monotone i don't try to i'm so sorry but i can't express in words how absolutely and just confidently i am in christ and how his identity rules me and how i just feel so good about myself now and like i don't i don't want to cry but it's just it's so it's like i just feel so free to just to walk around without 
like criticizing myself or without having this overwhelming anxiety all the time it's really freeing and it's just it's so good and I don't know I'm just so thankful for that so for a while things were good for a while things were really really good and and that was still during the pandemic um and so while we were all being quarantined I was like you know bible journaling and just getting to know god and i was freshly a christian and things were just like roses and petals and things were just so good and great and i was uh, well everyone was still isolated so i didn't like have to deal with any like there was just no sort of like loneliness because not because well because my identity was in christ but because i was not around people to even feel that so I was just good and then near the end of summer near the end of august beginning of september i started my new job i quit my old job i used to work at mr pet so i quit that junk quit it gone (laughs) and now i work at this new place i'm not gonna say where um and so i started my new job and i was kind of dealing with a little bit of just issues getting along with people there because all they all knew each other they've been working there for like a while and they all knew each other and they also all went to the same school because they all lived around the same areas um so i was kind of dealing with a little bit of loneliness there but it wasn't pressing and it wasn't loud so i didn't really like feel it so then we went back to school and honey no I was not ready I was not I was not people don't talk about Christian loneliness that's a whole other type of loneliness and it's not a loneliness of people but it's when you realize that now that you're a Christian and that you you think differently and you you don't act the way you used to and you just don't do things that you used to do you slowly but surely don't get along with people that you used to get along with and that was hitting me so hard i was at school with the the same group that i used to be with and i cannot joke around with them i cannot laugh with them i could it just came so forced to me because i was just i was a new creature in god and um i was set apart from that from the day i decided to give my life to christ and to really live this life for god his light was in me and it was just it was just that is something i did not i was not ready for it that was something i was not ready for at all um yeah so i was really not truly at all ready for that um i didn't think that me becoming christian was gonna be automatically like oh everything was gonna be perfectly fine no but I didn't expect it for it to be that hard and for it to hit me that much. I just started losing everyone again. I, not again, but I started just started losing everyone. Everyone, dude. I just couldn't connect with them like I used to. I couldn't joke about the same things. I couldn't act how I used to act. It was just, I just couldn't. And it's not even because I, I didn't want to. It was because I... I literally could not like I was just 
it didn't make sense to me anymore. They knew what they knew. The Dora that they knew was me before quarantine. Me before living my life for others and not for God. Me before searching validation in others and not in God. Me before depressed, um, literally screaming for help, but showing up to school with a, with a smile on my face, hoping that people would still like me. That's who they knew. And they thought that that door was great, but no, that door died, okay? That door died in quarantine, and God, I was made new, and I was reborn, and I was living who I was supposed to. And I was living on my identity, and that's who I truly was. And they didn't like that. And it's not that they didn't, they, like, hated me, no. They just didn't like that Dora. So, just by, consequently, I just didn't get along with them like I used to. So I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of people, a lot of close connections. Um, and I spiraled into depression once again. But, yeah, into s- depression. Just, like, alone. Just wanting wanting friends, but not just any friends. Friends I could share my faith with. Friends where I, where I could be close to not just because we get along not just because we joke around we have the same hobbies and same whatever but friends that's that we can relate and talk about God together friends that were grounded in Christ friends that were not just friends with brothers and sisters in Christ that's what I yearned for and I would I didn't have that and that really put me in a dark place in my faith and that was really a test a trial that God really put me through and it wow let me tell you it grew my faith grew in that moment i i just went down into like um i went back into like suicidal thoughts and depression and the devil was really trying to get me bro the devil was really trying to trick me and tell me that god wasn't there and he did not care for me that he did not love me that he did not exist and i was praying to someone that was not listening but that's such a cap that's such a gap if god tells you that whoa if the devil tells you that don't listen to him He's a liar. He wants you to die. He wants you to perish like he is perishing every single day because he knows what he missed out on. Ooh, child, I'm preaching. But, yeah, that period of my life from literally September to, like, uh, like no, October, end of October, beginning of November, was a huge test of faith i had to really cling to god there were nights where i just spent like crying like praying to god like i can't do this i'd rather you take me out now because i don't want to live um yeah it was really hard but i i I just didn't want to give i just knew i knew that before i was so unhappy and i knew that when i didn't have god i was like i was terrible so Okay, I knew that before when I didn't have God, I was terrible. And I was just depressed and anxious and everything. And I knew that now when I have God, okay, I'm still dealing with that. But I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to who I used to be. That person died and I don't want to go back, but go back to it. It's now, it's you, God. It's, I just, I think... (laughs) Now, this is the thing, right? I think he knew that I still seeked validation in them. Although I found my identity in Christ, I was so freshly new a Christian, I can't deny that. And I think that even when I hung out around people and around my friends and around my little group, whatever that I had, that I still have, 
I seeked a lot of that attention. And I think he brought me to a place where I lost everyone, where I lost a lot of people so that I could be dependent on him alone, period, period. So that I can be dependent on him alone, so that I could seek my validation and my identity in Christ on him alone. And I say this, that I say that if it wasn't for that period of solitude, if it wasn't for that season of crippling loneliness i would not be boldly and confidently a christian right now i i swear if it wasn't for the fact that god had to bring me in a place of literal darkness i would not be here making this podcast i would not like in that moment i had to have such bold faith i had to believe in him and he came through he came through things okay like I said, faith is a muscle. You have to exercise it. Even in the times where you feel like nothing could, even in, even in the times where you feel like things cannot get any better, you have to put the, your faith in God. You have to put your faith in Jesus. And every time you do it, every single time you do it, you feel like it's, it's going to get easier. It's going to get it's going to get less harder and you're going to get stronger. And next thing you know, you're living life again and you're happy again. And you're like, what? How did I get here? Guess what? You didn't get here on your own, girl. God brought you here. God brought you here. That's God right there. That's the power of the Lord. So, yeah, I had to really get, put my faith in him every single day. And slowly, oh, slowly, definitely, things got better. And I was happier. And I was waking up in the morning happy to live the day. And um, uh, I think I finally ended up cutting those people off, those old friends of mine off. And for a while, I just lived like with kind of no no friends, honestly. And I wasn't sad about it for like the first time in a long time. And I was just reading my Bible. Like I was just reading my Bible, praying. I would just come home after work or after school and I would just read my bible have bible studies and pray and I felt like I just I knew that not <laughs> I knew that the people that I knew at that moment at that time did not do that but and my old self would have probably felt lonely at the thought of that but my new self is just like thriving in that it's just like living in the Lord and just happy so I want to say that as a Christian, um, you will deal with loneliness. You will deal with periods of times where you feel like you have no one. Not because you don't, because you always have God. He's always by your side, and you really have to believe that. Something that, But because you realize that you're not like everyone else. And this does not come from a place of pride and a place of boast. Oh, I'm unique, I'm different, I'm set apart. No, it's because Christ lives in you. And that shows. <laughs> Christ lives in you, and that shows. That reflects in the way that you do things, in the way that you talk, in your actions, in your heart. And people don't like that because people don't like Jesus. Um. So, yeah, you're going to feel you're going to feel excluded at times. You're going to feel like the freak i don't i can't get along with anyone around me but in those moments that's when you have to cling to god the most that's when you have to really have faith and trust in him and the thing is right it can be hard for non people i don't believe to hear what i'm saying and to understand it 
but faith is not something that's based on my feelings faith is not something that's based on my mood and whenever i i i just want to know faith is not even based on my faith is not based on my circumstances definitely not that it's not based on my in my environment it's not based on what season and what situation i am now no faith is based on christ alone period and as long as he lives and he is living and as long as he exists i'm choosing to put my faith in him choose faith is an action it's not passive it's active and you have to continuously choose to have faith in christ even in the hardest moments of your life even in the darkest holes you have to choose to have faith in him and once you do that once you do that you you surely slowly but surely things get better and you get out of that hole and you get out of that pit and you're 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 now living for the lord you're alive you're thriving i'm making a whole podcast about him dude i don't even understand how i got here because i didn't get myself i didn't get that because i didn't get myself here god did just to see like from just that to now like oh my goodness taken i have no more friends <laughs> okay i need to stop saying that because i actually do have friends and if you want to listen to the podcast to this podcast and feel offended i love y'all i love you naomi i love you sabrina i love you lakshmi i love y'all i love all of y'all okay but um what was i gonna say yeah i don't have any more friends than i do before that's what i'm trying to say i'm trying to say is i don't have any more friends than i do before no if anything i kind of lost a few but i am content Ooh, let me say that again. I am content. I'm thriving, and I'm happy in Christ alone. And that's I feel like that's where God really wanted to put me, and He wanted to put me in that place where I was just in His hands, and where my heart was only to Him alone. And that feels so good. Oh my gosh, it feels like it feels like um, it feels like sugar. It's really sweet. It's com- it's comforting, and it's just like you want to keep on eating it, and you don't want to stop. <laughs> That's how it feels right now. Um, so I've been through my fair share of loneliness. I've been through it all, and I've been really, like, open about it. I'm just, I don't want to, like, lie or sugarcoat. I just want to be frank. I've been in the darkest pits, and I've been in the darkest holes. I've been in places of suicidal and suicidal attempts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I... It's just a fact. It's the truth. Um, but look at me now. Look at, like, ew, that sounds, I don't mean, I don't want it to come in a prideful way. And then, like, I look at me now. No. I mean, I'm no, I'm no better. Wait, no. I'm no better than you. But in Christ, I'm so, I'm so confident. And that cannot be attained by my own strength. But that can only be attained by Christ alone. And it's so good. So good. Uh Okay. So now that's my story about loneliness and what I've been through when it comes to loneliness. And um, I I just know for a fact that I'm not the only one. I know that so many of us deal with that. It's just crazy how, you know how many people tell me or not tell me personally, but I've seen just so many TikToks, so many videos about how, like, I have no friends, or I'm so alone, and things like that, like, we all are suffering, dude, and we all are struggling with this, but no one really talks about it, and it's so 
freaking concerning. Like, how can how is it that we have over seven billion people on this planet, but all of us feel so freaking lonely? Like, it it gets me mad. It really does, cause it's it's not it's not okay, and because. I love Jesus. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to deal with this on your own. That you can give it to someone. That he, that he will take that loneliness and use it to make something good out of you. To make you who you are supposed to be in him. And you just have to have faith in him. And faith is not easy. But when it's applied and put to work, it flourishes. And it's it's perfect. It's beautiful. And I just, I just feel like our generation is... Um, drowning <laughs> yeah that's the word i feel like our generation is drowning and i see people that are just really in need of christ that are in need of a savior that in that are in need in christ because we cannot do it on our own we're humans we fail we mess up we're imperfect we do stupid things all the time and we are well aware of it we are not we just <laughs> god has created us inherently with a need for him whether you know it whether you want to believe it, whether you're conscious of it or not, he has created us inherently with for a need of him. Because you know why the day that Adam and Eve were separated from him, that was not supposed to happen. That was not supposed to happen. And now every one of us have are born with that inherently need from him, whether that be emptiness, whether that be fulfillment, whether that be acceptance, whether that be love. That's the the answer to all of that is him. Is him. He is the light. He's life. He's living water. He is the bread of life. Like, he's all of that. So, if you're dealing with loneliness right now, I want to give you words of encouragement. You are not alone. The devil will tell you that. He will trick you. He will push you in a state of complete darkness but you have to believe that you are not alone and i know you are not i don't know if you believe in god and if you don't okay but god like seriously loves you and he's always by your side like always he's always trying to pursue you he's always reaching out to you and you just have to accept him back in this moment of loneliness know that he's He's right there. He's listening to you. He knows that you're crying. He sees you crying. He sees your heart, your heart breaking. He wants you to give it all to him. We weren't meant to carry these burdens, these burdens on our own. We were, we were not built to do so. And I'm just so sick and tired of hearing of toxic positivity about how you're strong and how you can, you can get through it. Cause you can't. I couldn't, and I had to believe i had to come to the conclusion that i could not get this on my own not on my own i had to give it to him i had to surrender myself to him and if you've gotten this far through periods of depression of loneliness if you're a recovered addict i guess you could say um that's great and if you've gotten this far without christ and you think oh no no no, no it's not him i it's god it's myself sure you know, that's freaking amazing. But I truly believe that it's God. I feel like the hope and the drives that makes us wake up in the morning and believe that tomorrow could be a better day than, to, than the now 
I feel like that hope does not come from myself, but it comes from God in us. I do. I really do. Um, but yeah, give it to him. Give it to him. Yes. Have faith in him. Come on now. Come on now. He's right there. He's knocking at your door. But, um, but yeah, dude, that's, that's all I wanted to say. This is almost 50 minutes long. Holy crap. Holy crap. No, but I felt like I had to say it. And this is such a, okay, I almost like cried like five times while (laughs) recording this, but, and I did at some point. I did. But I just, I had to say this. This had to be said. This is, this, I just, I had to lay it out. And this was a very serious video. There were moments and times where, like, it was very serious. And I don't know what this will do to other people. I'm just here to testify God, testify God's glory and to just live my heart out. Just let, just bear it out, you know. I don't know how this is going to resonate to y'all. I don't know how it's going to resonate to some people, but... God loves you, and that's the truth, and you will never be able to run away from that. You may not want that, but he but he doesn't care because <laughs> he's still he he still does he still does, and I just that alone just gives me a reason to to make these podcasts. To keep on talking about God. Because he He doesn't stop loving you. He doesn't stop loving you. So I won't stop loving you. And my way of loving you is telling you that God is is right there. And he wants you. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done preaching. Y'all probably like, ah, this girl's talking too much. She'd be talking for almost an hour now because she shut up. No. <laughs> no. But anyways, that's that. That's that's this podcast. This was not scripted, guys. I did not write a script for this audio. This was all just me and my heart talking. Like, whoa. But that was it for this video, this podcast. Um, I'll see you guys next podcast. May God bless you. May God direct you. May God guide you. And I hope that one day you may really truly experience and live his love. Bye. See you guys next time.